welcome to yet another episode of the Waffling Taylors Podcast. Woo! We've got a super special guest with us today, but what I want to say is something that I get wrong every time, and Squidge always has a go at me for getting it wrong. I'm going to say, hello, Squidgey. Greetings, mortal. Ah, I got it right. Excellent. How are you, Squidgey? I'm not too bad. Good. <laughs> Thought man. I might switch it up Good a bit, man. you know. Yeah, yeah, switch up. Keep people on their toes. But for the sake of our guest, let's do it again, just so he gets the full experience. Okay, because I was going to say, otherwise, you know, a special guest may not get it, and definitely Jay-Z will be like, what? I don't know what's going on right now. Yeah, we need we need to uh, please the fan. It's not the Jay-Z, it's a Jay-Z. We call him unofficial <laughs> Jay-Z. Uh, unaffiliated. That's, that's the one. <laughs> but yes, so for the uh, the benefit of anyone joining us new or indeed for our special guest, we'll get to one in a second. Hello, Squidgey. Hello, Squidgey. Hello, Squidgey. Hello, Squidgey. Hello, Squidgey. Hello, Squidgey. Squidgey. I'm not bad. <laughs> oh, that's just me being really silly. It's just something Keep silly that we do. <laughs> Every time we don't do that, something goes wrong. So we have to do it, right? Not just that we get yelled at. So that's it, right? That's it. Gotta it's please like, the um, fan. <laughs> so uh, I'll continue that story in a moment. But first, let's bring in Matt. Matt, how are you, my friend? I'm really good, mate. How are you guys? Yeah, yeah, good. it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lovely summer day. Um, and surprisingly, it's not one of the four we usually get here in the UK. We've had about a month. It's been glorious. Warm, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, really yeah. Warm. yeah. The warm yeah, weather yeah. pleases Morbo. That's the one. Chat said that. Watch a so, lot of future after recently. So, <laughs> so the story I wanted to tell just real quick, um, I saw it on the Friends reunion, which happened not so long ago at the time of recording. Um, and that was, uh, there's, there's an episode where um, Matt LeBlanc has to run across the Monica's apartment and jump into a chair. I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's known as a bottle episode. I, I, there's one scene, right? Everything happens in real time. And I forget the name of the episode, but essentially Ross has won an award and he's trying to get everyone ready. Um, and Chandler steals the, the, the pillows from, there is a point to the story about that, which Chandler steals the, the cushions from Joey's chair. Um, and Joey runs over and tries to jump into the chair. Um, but when they were filming it, he slipped and, and, and dislocated his shoulder. Um, and so that episode, they had to basically put the kibosh on that episode completely. Right. Mm. And Matt LeBlanc said that that was the only episode they ever filmed without doing their pre-film rituals. And that's why he'd fall. I mean, actors are superstitious, right? But I, what I'll say is we do the hello squidgy because it's fun and because otherwise things will go wrong. <laughs> it's nice to throw people off. Absolutely. Sets the anyway, tone of, of nuts from the beginning. I've I've spoken for way too long, way mm-hmm. too long. Maz, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and about the wonderful YouTube and streams that you do. Cause... Yeah, so um, yeah, it's a funny one. So I mean, th- things are changing actually. So you know, kind of the content that everyone everyone's used to is actually going to change quite 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 drastically very very soon. So um, what we've done uh, traditionally is a lot of interviews with people in the industry. So I'm lucky enough to have uh, well, that's so I was now friends within Sega and a few other gaming companies. So I've managed to do interviews when new games are being released. Um, same, similar with things like um, EGX and mm-hmm. events, things like that. You know, I do a lot of interviews at those events, but also um, things like Let's Plays generally, uh, reviews of things. I've got a lot of, well, I've got almost every retro console, kind of third gen and above, almost. Um, you know, so a lot of uh, a lot of kind of stuff around those generally, kind of console reviews and bits and bats. But we are changing the format uh, massively. At the moment. So you'll see on our channel that our last video was December last year, and that's because we're kind of going in a completely different direction at the moment, which is quite interesting because it's something that. Um, for example, I actually went to film school, 
and uh, I actually met Joe at film school as well, who's the other collaborator on the channel, it's my, my, my girlfriend. Uh, but for whatever reason, we'd never actually used the skills that we learned in film school on our own videos, which is ridiculous. It's mm. like, you know, I've got all the skills to make heavily produced material, but I just wasn't doing. Uh, so basically, yeah, we took six months off to completely reboot, revamp, uh, kind of re-energise the channel, and uh, we've got a series coming up, uh, I'm hoping end of July, but it may be a little bit later, uh, which is an initial series of six incredibly different videos, all with a completely different topic, but heavily produced, all scripted, but incredibly funny, massively comedic, genuine budgets going into each episode because it's been a lot to put together. There's a lot going on and you guys will see when you see the first episode. Um, but it's been really fun because it's actually, it's, I don't know why I've never done it. It's just ridiculous. It's like, <laughs> I literally, you know, I, I went two years and trained for this stuff and just went, well, you know, rather than do that, I'm just going to hold up, a, hold up a game and say, I really like the game. Why am I doing that? Ridiculous. So, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so um, it's it's been really fun. It's been really fun to actually write scripts that are ambitious, hmm. really, well, filming them really ambitious, too ambitious potentially, um, and putting them together. And then I'd, luckily, I don't have to I don't have to edit any of these, so mm-hmm. I, it's fine for me. Yeah, you know, all I do is write them and star in them. But yeah, there's someone else who has to come and edit them. So it's really fun. Yeah, and it's going to be a big change from what our audience is used to. So it's going to go one way or the other. I've basically said, you know, this is even the beginning of our journey on youtube or the end of it it's one of the other because it's been so much work you know that if, it, if this doesn't work i'm gone so <laughs> uh, that's I, by the way that is a joke i'm not I'm mm. um but um yeah but yeah um, we're really excited and um, i think joe if anything's pushing us to just get just get one episode up now because it's pretty much done but i want to wait to have the series and not leave people hanging you know if they really enjoy the first one i want them to know the next one's coming on this date this date this date rather than just here's one oh and also the, the next one might be in two months if we can if we can finish everything and get it all together because they're really, really, really busy edits. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm glad it's not me doing that. Mm. Uh, yeah, right, you know, I'll leave that to people like you, Squid. You can, you can do the editing. It's not for me, mate. <laughs> not video not editing, no. Hold no. Yeah, no. Um, it's awful. But I, yeah. I, I can understand if you're going to do so much shoot for the moon, you know, you might as well. Go big or yeah, go that's home. The thing. That's the thing, yeah. And, you know, there, there has been certain videos before where it's been done in that in that format, although, you know, maybe maybe not as good as, not as, good as we could have done because, you know, we, we certainly can produce. I mean, I've I've directed short films that have kind of won awards and uh, you know, kind of film festivals and things like that. So you know, I've, that, that's literally my my thing. But then when it came to YouTube, for whatever reason, just never just never did it like that. So uh, yeah, it's it's fun. It's just it's so much work. I can see why the channels that do stuff like this do like twelve videos a year, like once a month, because you you just couldn't put it together anymore. You know, like unless it's your full time job, mm. you just couldn't put it together. It's just there's so much to do. Yeah, um, and trying to rope people into it as well because we, we we do a lot of collaborations with other creators. And that's fine, you know, like when it's just, you know, just tell us about this game you like, but when it's like, can you act out this massively intricate scene for me? You know, like like with very, very, very specific, you know, kind of direction on each on each line and everything else. And yeah, I've got people like New Machine Dean that I think you guys know, mm. uh, who, yeah, I, I mean, I, I've had him jumping through hoops for me for a few scenes where he sent me one take and then I, I went back with like a load of direction, which is just not what you do in this in this scene. It's like, no, 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 you're like, they've been nice enough to give you the footage. You accept the footage, like, no, no, no. Like basically, <laughs> what I need is this, this, and this in this accent, in this way. So yeah, it's it's a different way of doing it. I think people are probably going to kill me before we get the episodes up, but it's um, <laughs> it's been fun. I'm really enjoying it. It's actually uh, it's really re-energized me for this stuff, for this YouTube stuff. Because I was, it's not like I was bored of it. I really wasn't. But there was just, I think um, there's a lot of people out there doing exactly the same thing, and I get why because it's content, and you need content for a channel. But like, if you're doing a let's play of a 28-year-old 20, game, there's already a thousand videos of it up there. And I'll be honest, you're not playing it any different than anyone else's. Mm. You're just not. It's just, it's just not possible. Same with things like um, you know reviews of it, again, of 38-year-old games. It's like, 
honestly, no one cares. Mm. You know, just, you know, and 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 that stuff I've done a lot of. It's like I, I watch it back and I don't care, so they can't be caring. <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, it's just been it's been good. It's really really kind of put a, a bit of a, a rocket on my backside, which is what I needed because I was getting very sloppy with it. Mm. So it's been good. Really good. Mm. Fair enough. I like that. And I can totally appreciate the amount of effort that goes into it. And all I took from that is if I want to boss people around remotely, I should become a director. That's, Absolutely is a thing to do. Absolutely the thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Become a director. I'm an editor and he gets to boss me around. <laughs> he just wants oh, more people to boss around, that's all it is. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it is Moorish. It's very, very Moorish, you know, the whole bossing around, yeah. I think I mean, I mean, the, the funny thing is, is that in in our relationship between me and Joe, she's absolutely the boss. I'll say that straight up. So you know, so it's nice to to be able to be in charge of something. That's it's yeah. been a nice change. It's been good. Yeah, it's the ear first directing is like pistachios, very Moorish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. So it's really it's really weird that like um, in the before times, I think almost everyone I know in the UK video gaming content creating scene was in London for EGX. And I, at no point did I stop to go, hey, are you here? Are you here? Are you here? It'd be great if we all could meet up, because I bet we were all there, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, so the the one the year before, when it, when it was in Birmingham at the NEC, so like, that was my first EGX, and I made the mistake of, I booked like 13 interviews in for EGX, but it was like, which, I mean, on paper, fine. But like, you know, in reality, when you try to find these booths and you're meeting someone, oh yeah, well, you know, just meet us in the green room, meet us here, meet us there. I, just ridiculous like no one can do that it's just not possible and my missus was like I, at any point are we actually going to play any game like at any point and I was like oh fair enough yeah probably yeah, yeah that might be a good idea so yeah I've been very very good since I bought like two maybe one mm. maybe none so yeah that's that's the way forward no, probably totally, one totally. definitely and, and I yeah. can totally appreciate the um I'm going to get the wrong word here. I know that the, the almost gorilla nature of making content for YouTube. That's like really quickly throw it together. I'll set up my tripod, set up the camera, just talk to you about how much I like this game and then hit, hit upload or do a bit of light editing. I totally get that there is a, cause I used to do the same thing for like Twitch and that, cause I do Twitch streams of uh, yeah. writing software. So it's, it's very easy to yeah. just go right, click, go, that'll do. Um, and, and not actually produce, um, like you say, produced content, right? Yeah, and and the thing is that because those videos are like the idea with all of my content eventually is to make sure everything is evergreen. So you know, it's not something that's gonna you know within two weeks to put it up, no one's ever gonna find it again. It's stuff that's always gonna be you know kind of in in people's searches. Whereas stuff like EGX twenty eighteen, for example, you put that video up a week and a half later, it's dead forever, just absolutely dead forever because no one cares after after that. So yeah, it's it's a hell of a lot of work for yeah. not much reward. And um, you know the people who do that all the time. I've got a lot of respect for them because I'm, I'm not. I'm obviously moving away from that, but it's. I, I know. I know how tough it is, and especially in a massive hall like EGX with the, with, with the volume and the sound and everyone just walking through the camera and it's mm, yeah, it's yeah. rough. It's a rough. It's a rough way of doing it. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, EGX 2019 was memorable for a couple of reasons for me. First of all, I don't do well in big crowds, so why I went, I don't know. And secondly, um, I mean, just a bit of personal information, I am petrified of needles and injections. But in front of a big crowd right. of damn near anyone that wanted to watch, I got a tattoo there. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, right. yeah. Ballsy. Yeah, give me that. Ballsy, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, like, yeah, can I, can I see it? But to be fair, now, now that is a nice tattoo. I'll give you that. <laughs> That is a nice tattoo. Yeah, so for the people who are listening, that was Squid showing off his tattoo, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Sat there for <laughs> about an hour and a half. 
didn't didn't even Braver look. I was, yeah, I, I was mean, just chatting. I've, I've not got any. He was doing it for an hour and a half. So yeah, probably like, definitely the right move there. But yeah, no, it's nice that actually. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. No, it was. I, I like I say, I can I can completely appreciate that there is a a lot a world of difference between. Is would Gonzo be the right word? I don't know. I think gorilla is probably the better word, right? That just yeah, turn your camera yeah, on and just like that, yeah. film what happens and throw it up and throw it up to YouTube and see what happens, right? I, yeah. And the thing is, as well, it's it's kind of thankless, and I get it because these people that you're interviewing, they, they've they've already had twelve interviews, and everyone asks largely the same questions, and for mm-hmm. them, it's really boring. So you know, like um, for example, what I did a my, my first ever interview was uh, interviewing Sega for Two Point Hospital just before it came out. And um, that was like that was pre-planned months in advance, and I went all the way to London, and you know, kind of had, had my little suit on. But I'd done so much research that that was that that was so smooth, and it was so cool. But like when it's like an hour before, and someone goes, "Oh, actually, th- this person's just agreed to do an interview," and you don't really you don't got any research, and you've kind of got yeah. up on the fly. That's mm-hmm. a very different interview. So yeah, I've got a lot of respect mm-hmm. for the people who can do that. People like Bex Trister, um, like, um, yeah. Do, do yeah. you guys know Christopher mm-hmm. Bex? Yeah, people like her are just brilliant at it. Uh, just straight away, just straight into it, like proper presenter. I mean, I'm not really that, but um, yeah, they're oh, never a good. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got nothing but respect for those folks. As someone who interviews a lot of people for for the many different podcasts that I do, um, I totally get that. Uh, it's it's not it's not as easy as it may seem. Um, but for the people who are, I, I think easy is the wrong word there. Um, I'm trying to stop. And so just for background information, I'm trying to stop myself from saying easy these days, because what's easy for me, but might be hard for someone else. What's easy for someone else might be hard for me. So, um, I flip it and use the word trivial, um, which essentially means the same thing, but it doesn't have the same sort of connotations as easy and hard. Right. Mm. But yeah, it, it may yeah. look trivial to just switch a camera on, put a microphone in someone's face and have a really compelling conversation. But um, I can yeah. say from experience, it's not so trivial for me. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of prep goes into it. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got quite a funny story, actually, which I've never really told on camera or, or on a podcast or anything. But there was one interview um, where I was trying to get an interview with uh, the guys behind Team Sonic Racing, which is obviously like, it was it was Sumo Digital, but it was a Sega game being done by Sumo Digital. So my normal channels at Sega didn't work because technically they're not making it. You know, they are the publisher, but they're not making it. But I've also got a friend at Sumo, so I was like doing all this background, you know, just trying to get permission from everyone. Because Sumo was like, we're not sure whether Sega's going to let us. Sega was like, cool, but we're not sure Sumo's right. going to want to. So did all this, did all this, did all this. And then basically I got permission like half an hour before, like, you know, they wanted us to come in and meet this guy. So I was like, okay. Uh, I mean, I was literally on the other side of the hall, just literally just like playing a game. And I was like, oh, shit, kind of thing. Like, okay, ran over there. First thing I said was the wrong name in the interview. It's like, hi guys, obviously massive thank you to wrong name for the interview. And he just went, it's not my name. And I went, brilliant. Straight up, yeah. Could have died, could have died. And, like, and the, the good thing is, because um, uh, my, my girlfriend, Joe, was like the beam operator that day and she just went, <laughs> like literally just head down and I was like, oh, just dying of cringe. So yeah, like, yeah like, sorry, Gareth at Sumo. I know, I know. It, it was bad. Uh, I mean, that's, that's so easy bad. enough to do. Like you say, if, you, if you're, you're meeting 100 people each day um, and you're running around making loads of videos and playing loads of games and just, just serendipitously bumping into people, you're going to get to a point where like a name doesn't mean anything to anyone anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> just run up, hey, it's you. Exactly. I want to talk to you. I've got a name. Yeah, yes, right. it's you. Let's <laughs> yeah. talk. If, yeah. if only we could get away, get away <laughs> with calling everyone you, that would be brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness but yes so so big changes coming for the for the channel then 
Yeah, massive, yeah. So I've kind of roped in a friend of ours, again, from film school, who um, he works on lots of like independent projects generally, and he's been keen to get involved in something that's a bit more fun because he's doing a lot of commercial stuff at the moment where it's like literally mm. adverts and um, you know, just very, very, very corporate stuff, and he just doesn't care. Uh, you know, obviously, like, like that's his bread and butter. But he's like, mate, you know, have you got anything at all that's actually fun? And I was like, right, here's a script. What do you think? And he's laughing. And he's like, okay, we're <laughs> definitely doing that. I'm filming that. Um, and he, he, he's got all the really expensive cameras and all the equipment because that's his job. Um, so yeah, I'm getting that for mates' rates, but it's costing mm. chunks to do it. So yeah, it's one of them where I think even if it goes well, we can't just we can't just fire out another eight of these. We just can't. It's just going to take. A long time, so mm. I hope people really enjoy it and can come back to it because there's certain channels like um, Angry Video Gamer, Cinematica, and Oddpod and things like that where the, the, the content's so good that I actually rewatch it mm. anyway. So you know, even if you've seen it once, it's actually good enough to rewatch again. And I'm hoping it's going to be that level of uh, different. Um, but basically, the the first video has to land and do well because I think people who've watched our channel and maybe realise how mediocre the content usually is genuinely and i'll say that straight up like having watched everything back with a fine tooth comb because i think i think you have to really analyze yourself in this game um i think those people who are kind of not that bothered need to see the big difference otherwise mm-hmm. if that first one doesn't land it's just ah it's just another one then so uh, yeah it's it's so different it's so i i'm i'm not seeing any content like it anywhere it is that that kind of off the wall and obviously i can't go into too much detail because mm-hmm. it's still still in the middle of being filmed but it's it's ridiculous and mental and yeah. painful at times and it's really good like it's just it's yeah I've, I've only seen a bit of it and i'm like that's actually <laughs> yeah, i you know i i actually enjoy watching that as a as someone yeah. who's trying to take myself out of it but um i just hate seeing myself on camera that's the only thing i think everyone's <laughs> like that i just like yeah that's it that's the only issue with it because I'm, I'm obviously in it a lot yeah, but yeah, yeah. Other than that, I, I used to feel the same way about my own voice because obviously once Squidge has edited everything, I'll sort of QA it. But what I do is I listen to it at 1.5 speed, don't sound like me anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really yeah, but then when I put in extra stuff to try and get giggles, he misses it completely. Yeah, totally. Oh, did you hear this? <laughs> what? Oh, for God's sake. Uh, <laughs> cool okay um so uh that's uh if folks go to youtube and type in uh or search for maz gaming uk that'll come up right yeah that's right yeah youtube.com forward slash maz gaming uk and it's maz m-a-z all capitals always i've always got to point out uh, only because so the maz comes from uh, it was actually my friend and my, uh, it was actually myself and my friend zach who set the channel up and whenever we used to play games as a kid, and you can only put three letters in, you know, to the kind of, you know, whenever you were saving your program, it was always Mark and Zach, M-A-Z. So, like, all capitals. So, it's always kept that. Even though Zach's gone, long gone, he's doing his own thing. Uh, yeah, it's always kept that. So, it's always in capitals, yeah. So, if you type that in, you should find us on YouTube. talk about some video games we've all been playing right because I, I love to hear what everyone's been playing and whether they would recommend it and so what we sometimes do is we'll go around the room and each person will talk about a game uh, one to maybe three games that, they, that they've been playing um or sometimes we'll just go hey you know hey you <laughs> list some games so uh what do you reckon we should do squidge should we go around it's, robin yeah it's always guess first so Okay, yeah. So, uh, Maz, what's a game that you've been playing recently and should people check it out? Yeah, so the big one for me has been uh, Virtua Fighter Five uh, Ultimate Showdown on PS4. So, again, I was lucky enough to... Uh, Sega sent me a copy Sweet. early doors for me to have a play around with. And it's just great. It's just really good. I mean, like you really can't go wrong with a Virtua Fighter game anyway. 
And then what basically what they've done is they've redone the entire game in the Dragon Engine, which is what they use for, mm. for Yakuza. So you can imagine how sexy mm. it looks, you know, like kind of souped up in that in that way. So it's just every single thing that everyone already loves, plus looking as sexy <laughs> as possible on a PS4. Um, and it's just smooth. It's just really smooth. And I really like the fact that they've thrown in things like you can kind of go on classic mode, where it makes all of the actual um, kind of uh, icons on the screen, that you know, the old Virtual Fighter like one and two. Uh, and and you can even put on the old music and stuff like that. So it's just like it's just like playing the first and second game, but with all the graphics of a PS4 Pro game uh, type game. And it's just it's just gorgeous, it's really beautiful. And I I, don't, I really don't play enough fighting games anymore. I, I really don't. So that's not my genre. But that that particular game just hits ticks all the boxes. Mm. Really good. Yeah, I'd absolutely recommend it. Yeah. So um, as someone who so the last virtual I did play Virtual Fighter One and Two on the Saturn, and we have a silly story about that, which I'm sure Squidge or I could tell you about. I could go but into the, it. It's the, not cool. But the last Virtual Fighter game that I actually <coughs> played, like most recently. Um, is uh, Virtual Fighter on the Mega Drive. So as long as it's better than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely quite a lot better than that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, I mean, it's certainly looking a lot better than that. I'll tell you that. But uh, no, it's, it's really good. It's really smooth. It's like um, I think Virtual Fighter. Even the ones on the Saturn were a little bit mm-hmm. clunky. Like it was a great game, but it was clunky. Um, but the, these ones are just. It's just. Yeah, gorgeous. It's just really good. So really the good. story Jay was talking about was when I got a Saturn, I uh, got one pad. Yeah, so this was back in the day. It's way Saturn, back in the right? day. I got all sorts of stuff with it, and yeah. I had a pad and a racing wheel. And we soon figured out you could play a virtual fighter yeah. with a racing wheel. <laughs> so You really could, because it, it just yeah. identified to the Saturn as an actual controller. It's just It was just designed differently. Yes, so that was... That was a bit weird, and we took turns, and it was kind of like over three, three, four, or five rounds. It turned out to be a draw. I don't yeah, think we ever figured out right. how to fight properly with the steering wheel. <laughs> and we, we tried. I mean, that's interesting, <laughs> though. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think uh, actually similarly, so, somebody worked out that on the Dreamcast you can play Soul Calibur with the, uh, mm. you know, the fishing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. So again, you know, like, yeah. There's a video of someone on YouTube like just doing slashing moves, and then his character's actually slashing on the screen. That's so it's pretty awesome. cool. Uh, <laughs> crazy, yeah. It's crazy how it works. That's awesome. I do remember that um, to make the character move left and right, you had to turn the like turn the wheel because it was the official Sega one, right? And it had the the like yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the tectonic the gearbox pads behind it, yeah. And uh, one of those tectonic gearbox ge- uh, changes would jump, and one would duck, and then the rest of oh. the face buttons <laughs> were to attack with. So it was it was the craziest setup ever. It was brilliant. The only way I found for it to work is to wedge the steering wheel sort of like between my legs, pincer it in, so that when I turned and jumped and stuff, my whole body was shifting because I was trying to do that and. And use the, the <laughs> buttons that were on the wheel and stuff. It was it was a sight. Let's put it that way. It's a workout. Yeah. That's what it is. It's a workout. Yeah. It's CrossFit before CrossFit. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, especially when you're you know, six or seven-year-old and you're trying like hell with a steering wheel and the other person's just tapping buttons and kicking your teeth in, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody definitely needs to make a video on that yeah, now. Definitely. Like, immediately. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so you'd recommend Virtual Fighter Five, or was it Ultimate Showdown? Ultimate? No, that's something else in it. The Ultimate Showdown. <laughs> no, yeah, no. You know what it actually right. is. It's actually, yeah, Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown. But basically, no pressure. But um, Sega's basically said that if this one doesn't sell, then then we're not getting a Virtual Fighter Six. So everyone needs yeah, to buy it. Please please go buy it. Everyone <laughs> in the world, please buy it. So yeah, it's been long overdue. Yes, yeah, I like it. If only I had uh, that. Okay. If only we had that kind of influence, eh? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I just. <laughs> if only. Um, so. It's uh, funny. 
Uh, sorry, I was just going to say it's, it's actually funny that because I did get accused of that. Um, someone said something on one of my YouTube comments saying, you know, oh, oh, you know what you would say that Sega Page. It's like I wish Sega Page. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you know, like who who do you think I am? Like, really on YouTube, you're like with like one and a half thousand subscribers. Do you honestly believe Sega's paying me? I like the reverse. Who do <laughs> yeah. you think I am? <laughs> it's not yeah. very often you get to use Amazing. the reverse. One. <laughs> yeah exactly excellent okay uh so scratch what have you been playing um with with the inclusion of i had an actual copy and then jay got me some mods for it so work on windows 10 i've been playing the original original og resident evil on my laptop right amazing. with yeah. with an elite controller that's where the mods came in and it doesn't crash which is amazing and um I actually, for the first time, the PC version, I managed to complete it. The only version I ain't completed. I've wow. done the Saturn one. It took me ages. But I did the PC one. Did you know that on the PC version, if you complete it in under three hours, you get a machine gun with each character? There you go. Is that physically possible? Yes. Under three hours, you wow. get it in an hour. Yeah, so so this is this is the OG 1996 Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, Jill, Jill gets a, a Uzi 9mm. Right, which, which, which is always fun just to just to see uh, hunters start doing, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, starting to uh, freak out, what have you. Um, a little dance. And it was only just today, after five failed attempts, five, that I actually managed to complete it in under three hours in one go. Yeah, now that honestly, that is impressive. That is seriously impressive. First two times, rookie mistake. Third time. Um, Black Tiger took me out because I thought, oh, I'll just hit him with the Magnum. No, one hit from him and I was dead. We're talking original Resident Evil here, right? So I got annoyed. I'd spent like just under an hour getting up to that point. Fourth time, I thought I'll use the machine gun. Took it out, brilliant. Fourth time, I got right up to the Tyrant battle. I'm going for the good ending as well. We save everyone. I forgot that if he corners you, you're dead. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get into the inventory, so he impaled me, and uh, that was followed by a lot of expletives. Um, <laughs> and today, I had like half power on my laptop, and I thought, well, I can't. I'm, I'm waiting for something. I might as well give it a go. I know the puzzles and stuff. And um, got past Black Tiger, got to the first Tyrant battle. He doesn't in in the lab. He doesn't run it here, so I took some distance, pot shot, distance, pot shot. Thinking that's working, brilliant. Then I got to the helipad and I thought, I've got to survive this. Uh, I've got enough health, I'll just see. Every time he crouched, I freaked out. <laughs> then it got to like 15 seconds to destruction, right? At 30 seconds, the rocket launcher was dropped. And I was like, come on, out of my way! Would you just... Boom, as soon as he exploded, I was... It was it was uh, flipping the bed at the screen. I was elated. <laughs> you know, oh, it was awesome. And I just thought, I've done it now. Then I got the confirmation that I got the rocket launcher because after it said, you've got the boutique on the PC version, you just see a rocket fly across the screen. And then saved it. The the new save game with all the stuff and I went on it, checked in my inventory. There's a rocket launcher. First zombie. Oh, I bloomed to bits. Oh, (laughs) so satisfying after five failed runs. Oh, I've got Chris to do yet, but it doesn't matter. Five failed runs. It's all right. You've got the infinite rocket launcher now, so you don't have to worry about (laughs) it. Just with Jill. I've got to start Chris from scratch with less inventory space. But I know how to get past the first encounter with Yawn without even attacking it. I know how to kill it quickly second time, so the biggest problems are over with. But I managed to do that. And the second time, because I had that Uzi, it went from 1 hour 50 to 1 hour 29. 
just I just mm-hmm. thought I'm doing it. I just, I've I've got That's I've it. got a spare bit of time. I've got like five percent battery life left after I saved it. Save, 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 close down. You know. But it's just <laughs> oh the oh the the elation. I could bottle it and sell it. It was just awesome. <laughs> oh. So so what I'll say is if you have a, a copy of Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2, or Resident Evil 3 for the PC, like the original PC releases, there are a number of mods you can get called the classic rebirth. And rebirth is uh, capital R, capital E, and then birth. And you just basically apply those patches on, and the game, like Squid said, runs flawlessly in Windows 10. Um, there's uh, video uh, encoded, uh, sorry, re-encoded videos. So the FMVs are in higher quality. They are the uncensored original videos. You get uh, different costumes and different music. Like there's a way to put the director's cut music in there and the DualShock music in there. It's really quite cool. The um, the mods that you get for like Resident Evil 2, it adds like Quick 10. Because PC version never mm-hmm. had Quick 10. And you can do a tactical reload as well. Mm-hmm. instead of going into the menu or manually doing it when someone's breathing down your neck. But I didn't get that in the first one. All it did was it allowed me to play it. So I didn't have any quick to end it, any manual reload. I just thought, I'm doing this. I've gone through it that many times. This time it's going to happen, and it did. Oh, yep. It was yep. glorious. There's also um, there's also classic rebirth mods for Dino Crisis for PC as well. But they are, they're, they're like, uh, hot off the presses i think there's the latest patch is like two or three weeks old at this point um but they're they're doing some exploration to see what they can do um so would you recommend it switch people going back to the original um the 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 what was originally planned as the remake for sweet home for the nez on the pc is that what you'd recommend i mean why wouldn't i who doesn't love a bit of og resident evil you know that's true running around as the master of unlocking and the weirdest thing is because i'd never played the original original I always ever played the director's cut, so I thought, I thought I've, I've tracked this down. I've got some mods. I'll play it. There's a couple of once you complete it. There's there's Jill's casual costume, which is a jeans and top, black top. In the PC version, you can have a red top, which is odd. And I thought oh, that's novel. I'll play as that. And then I got munched and killed. And I thought I'll go back to the original just because I'm superstitious that way. But yeah, bit of uh, bit of oozy action. I've yet to do it with Chris. I'm pretty sure I'm going to swear like hell when I do that. You know, um, plenty of saves, as it were. <laughs> Absolutely. So I know it's a meme. I mean, it always has been, but I know it's a meme at this point. But uh, I just want to talk real quick about the dialogue for the original Resident Evil because it's in Alex and Neil's book, Itchy Tasty, um, which if you haven't read, you totally should. It's the uh, the unofficial history of Resident Evil. It's unofficial because Capcom didn't sign it off, but it's official as in the people who made the games talk to him which is pretty cool um in that book he talks about you know the the elephant one of the elephants in the room which is the dialogue in the original game you know no don't open that door that kind of thing you know it, it wasn't the greatest dialogue in the world and apparently the reason for that um and i totally totally makes sense to me because uh, uh i've been to japan a bunch of times and i speak the language um the, the japanese people when they learn english they learn really simple sentences so um, there's an allegorical tale in there that proves it where um, the first time that uh, Alex met Shinji Mikami, um, apparently they sat down to dinner and Shinji Mikami just out of nowhere went, 
I have this and held up the finger guns, you know, which is one of the, one of the things that Barry says in the original, just because it's a simple enough English sentence to grasp, right? Because it's English dialogue, uh, English audio, Japanese subtitles, right? So it makes it easier. Like, Oh no, a monster. It's, it just, it makes more sense in Japanese than it does in English. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. Corey Marshall says the same, you know, Corey Marshall who did the voice of, uh, you know, kind of, it was in the original Shenmue games and, and, and also the remakes. He was saying, cause he gets criticized for his very very wooden dialogue and he said that whenever he did dialogue that wasn't wooden they were they actually asked him to redo it it was like no it needs to be more stiff it needs to be more hmm i see it's, it's like everything's really like really set out really mm-hmm. yeah methodically so yeah it, that, that that makes complete sense and then you get the one line that slipped through which was let's get sweaty you know yeah. <laughs> oh, my favorite line yeah day. my favorite line ever that one <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you'd recommend people go back and oh, yeah. check out the yeah. original Evil. I know that we watched um, a couple of weeks back, didn't we? We watched a, a speed run of the first game, and the guy did it in like just under an hour or something. It was brilliant. It was, wow. it was at a game's yeah, done yeah. quick. The, 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 the runner, I can't remember his name. Apologies for that, but he was actually dressed as Wesker from Resident Evil 5. So the hair, yeah, the yeah. coat, the gloves, everything. It was uh, yeah, yeah. it was wild. And the thing is, Jay had never seen a speedrun Resident Evil before. And on the PC version, you can skip the door animations. Mm-hmm. So by the time it was like 10, 20, 30 minutes in, his face was just, oh, how did he get that far? Well, you know, <laughs> repetition and being good at it, I suppose, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping to catch some of Games Done Quick this year because it's coming up in a couple of weeks. So mm. uh, hopefully, I can catch that because I've never seen one. So that'll be interesting. Right, it's worth a worth a giggle, right? Cool. I mean, as someone who definitely dragged the first game out over over at least two weeks, then I've got a lot of respect for you guys. Honestly, I, I took <laughs> ages. So yeah, loads of respect there. Oh, but I mean, I mean, Squidge has been—he's been playing the first Resident Evil since it came out. Like, it's, I think, I think. I, I want to say the second one's probably more your favorite, but of the first two, the but. the first one's always a challenge because in the first one you don't have a physical representation of your health; you just always stood right. up and then you die. The second one, you've got that representation. I can, to varying degrees, depending on if I can be bothered that day, I can play any of the scenarios apart from Fall Survivor. It's always a bit different. Any of the scenarios from Resident Evil Two, I can just go through the motions. It's more muscle memory now. Um, I'm not a speedrunner by any chance, any sense of the word, but I can just go through it. Resident Evil 1 is always a change because you can get hit rapidly and you don't realise how much health's gone and unless you actually check. You know, next thing you know, you could get munched by something. So it's it's always a bit of a shot going back. Yeah. Sequel, right? yeah. But the second one, I always like the PC version of Resident Evil 2 than anything else because there's no auto-aim. I always love the challenge of aiming and trying running through and aiming. So it makes yeah, it makes yeah. the fights, the backing fights, a lot more uh, a pain in the ass, put it that way. <laughs> but Fair but yeah, I, I prefer two. I like three. Uh, it's a bit backtracky for me, but I do like Mercenaries mode. But Code Veronica. Oh yeah, yeah. I like a bit of Code Veronica. Mm-hmm. It's um, yeah underrated. It, it takes you all days complete, even if you're fast. You know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but yeah, I, I like all Resi. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to play Resident Evil Village yet. Um, oh really? No, I haven't been able to play that yet. But it is the first thing I'm gonna um, gonna get when I get a chance. I'm quite mm-hmm. busy. So, but yeah, 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 Resident Evil and Resident Evil Two. Every so often, 
he'll wander in the room and go, oh, what are you playing? And they'll say, oh, you're playing that again, are you? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough, right? That's fair enough. So um, it's been a super light load, so I'll end up not talking much after this one. Uh, but for me, it's been the Shadow Man remaster. I've been playing it on and off. Um, ever since the you know Night Dive uh, released the remaster for PC, just because huge fan of the original, I'm just trying to scan in the background mask to see if you've got it on your in your Dreamcast collection. Probably. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you look you look to have them all. So for the listeners, there's a couple of shelves behind Maz with a whole bunch of Dreamcast games. Um, and, and the Dreamcast version was the first version I ever played of it. And I absolutely love it. It's like a, like legend of Zelda meets, I don't know, some kind of horrible horror game, right? Cause it is, it's a proper horrible sort of psychological, um, uh, action game. And, and night dive have really, they've taken it to the next level. They've restored some content that was originally removed. Um, and they've added loads of extra features like, uh, so to, to the, the travel mechanic is you, uh, you use, your your brother's teddy bear to get to different places, um, and when you when you go through each level, there's a teddy bear laying around for you to find, but it's not advertised anywhere that hey, there's a teddy bear somewhere. So you've really got to go exploring, and to find it, you've got to actually glitch out of the level because right. they know that people glitch out the levels to do speed runs and all that kind of stuff. So it's a nice little nod to the fans. Um, and when you collect all of the teddy bears across all of the levels, you get it as a weapon and it's like this explosive, you throw it, it explodes and it kills everything, which is pretty cool. Um, and they've added, that's it. Mm-hmm. They've added a whole bunch of, um, so some of the common speed running techniques, uh, shadow man, for some reason can jump further sideways than he can forwards. So there's certain areas where you can jump sideways and skip stuff. And if you jump sideways and skip stuff, the game is programmed to then play a sound to say, Hey, we know that you're speed running. I hope you're having loads of fun sort of thing. <laughs> right. It doesn't say that, but you know, it's like, Oh, I know you're doing this, which is really quite cool. Yeah. But yeah, definitely check it out. If you've ever played any of the original uh, versions of Shadowman, cause it was a PS one dreamcast N64 and PC game back in the mm. day. It's really quite good. But that, that's it for me. That's all I've been playing. <laughs> He's always been playing since it came out. He's, whenever he gets a spare yeah, minute, I'll wander in and you see Michael Oa's butt running forward. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a third-person action game. Uh, I don't think Squidge is trying to hint at anything specific there. It's a third-person action game, so he's running away from the uh, camera. I only mentioned... <laughs> it's a good book. Yeah. It's, it's a good book. I mean, you, know, you, you see yeah, exactly. it when he walks backwards. He's got some rhythm, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he likes to back it up when he can, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic so uh what else have you guys been playing because like i say i've just been yeah. playing that right she's been ready all oh, right yeah for, for me uh i've gone back to um two-part hospital just because they've obviously recently announced two-part campus mm-hmm. um so i mean i played after that game so much like when it came out that was i lost like six months of my life to that game, <laughs> straight up um it's so good but so, yeah so um, and then when it came out on console i did it again so i lost like three months to it when it came out on console and then uh, my my girlfriend finally got it when it when it came to switch and then she lost three months of her life to it so yeah yeah so like so i'm back on that now um i'm not sure how campus is going to work because i'm not used to a hospital like you know that that doesn't have just 30 ghosts all over it so you know, i'm not sure how campus are going to recreate me being awful at it i'm not sure but um it looks really good so yeah i've been on that a lot um i i mean you would have thought i would have completed it by now but the last level is so difficult that i i think i i think i have done it once on mac but i've never done it on console because mm-hmm. it's very difficult so yeah it's really good, really good game lost so many months of your life to that game sounds like me and diablo 3 Oh, oh I get, yeah, I get Diablo three, amazing game. Yeah, every season, beast it for four days solid. 
you know. Yeah. Uh, he's not joking, ladies and gentlemen. He goes <laughs> and gets a couple of cans of Monster, some uh, some snacks. He sits there and just really gets through it. He just, just completely beast modes it, you know what I mean? Is that the right term? I don't know. I'm an old man, <laughs> so I don't know whether I'm talking nonsense or not. Two years older than me. Don't make me sound old, will you? <laughs> no, you're not old. You're, you're two years younger than me, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so one of the things that we do do now, Squidge has asked me to make sure I read some proper copy for this. Mm. One of the things we do is the Thunder playing games, right? So imagine that you're in um, Final Fantasy X, right? And the Thunder Plains is a place that you get banished to. And what we're going to do is we're going to open a portal to the Thunder Plains and very nicely and politely kick you through it. Um, and you're going to be stuck in the Thunder Plains for a little while. Uh, you will get help. It's going to happen at some point in the future, maybe tomorrow, maybe in a week, maybe in an hour. Um, but to stop you from getting bored, because there's nothing going on in the Thunderplanes, we've said we'll keep the portal open and throw through up to three video games and everything you'll need to play them, including an internet connection and all that kind of stuff. But the only rule is you cannot ask for help because help is on the way. And you can't tell anyone you're in the Thunderplanes, right? So my question to you, Matt's, is were we to do it's, it may sound awfully like Desert Island Discs but um, it's, no, it's, no. <laughs> for, for copyright reasons it's completely distinct to that um, <laughs> but mm. let's say we kick you through that in a, in a very polite way we keep, we boot you we yeet you through that portal what are we throwing through with it? So I really hate to sound typecast because I am I'm a, <laughs> a member of the Dreamcast Junkyard team so you know I really don't I really don't want to come across too Dreamcast heavy um, but the first game easily is Fantasy Star Online. Yes. Uh, although yes. I'm although I'm claiming parts one and two all as one. So That's yeah, fine. I'm having that. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm having that. Yep. Um, but that game, I must have played thousands of hours of that game. Never got bored yep. at any point. I mean, uh, I've I've got a couple of friends who've got to like level a hundred and something stupid. But but like I mean, I think two hundred is actually the highest you can ever go. Mm. I've never seen anyone get near it, and I've put in thousands of hours. I I just don't know how they're doing that. Um, but you know, I would also like to think that I've in my head I've got the Dreamcast connectivity from back in the day, you know, like when I used to play it mm. on the online, like on the Dreamcast. So you know, I've got my I've got my little keyboard set up, I've got my controller, got my headset on. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, that's that would be easily my my number one game because I just think you couldn't get bored. You just got so much to do, um, even though it's technically the same eight levels or whatever it is to run through, but it's not because it's different every time. Yeah. It's a very very slight change to the oh, yeah. to the scenario on the level. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't even tell you how many rappies I've killed over the years. Like it's like a massacre <laughs> at this point. But yeah, no, nah, fantastic game. Like easily as soon as, soon as I saw the question, I was like, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, I still play it to this day. Um, I don't have the Dreamcast anymore, so because uh, Squidge has got it. Um, not where he is at the minute, but he does have it. Um, so, but perhaps Squidge, when when you do have it, I've got a spare Raspberry Pi. You use the Raspberry Pi to get the 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 not the Switch, the the um the Dreamcast online, and you can access some of the community servers. So maybe that could be a new time sync. It, it be it be version two because version one if you got taken down the level you lost your money and your weapon in version two you just lost your money the amount of times i've had a really awesome weapon 
got taken out and then either had to turn it off or couldn't get back to the right place. I've just lost my bloody weapon. I'm not having that. But I, I've I've played a lot of that on the Dreamcast and I've played version one and two on the GameCube. I played split screen with a friend of mine and we put a ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous amount of hours into it to a point where I, I held his memory card hostage until he gave me a weapon. So... Um, <laughs> Well, I respect that. Well, the thing is, on, on the GameCube version, you can transfer uh, a, a player's data onto your memory card, but you've got to transfer it back. And I had a second pad, and I said, you either give me this weapon or I take everything from your bank and give it to me. And he went, I'll give you the weapon next week. Okay, fair enough. So I got myself a weapon via, via just threatening. <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, was yeah. I used to play that. I've got um, a chainsaw controller, Resident Evil 4 chainsaw controller, and I play PSO with that. Nice. So, uh, yeah, when, when I originally got that, it never got old. I was sat next to my friend, and then occasionally I just got on his leg, and we just giggled. Yeah, yeah. It was, I must have done it for about six hours solid, and we always giggled. <laughs> so, Man, I, I, I absolutely... I've got the soundtrack playing in my yeah. head right now. Yeah. I think I've got Forest 2 playing in my head. It's just so good. That's the thing. Like The, the soundtrack's so overlooked. It's like it's, everything about that game was just so ahead of its time and so ridiculously good, and like, so that game was actually never supposed to be a fantasy star game at all. It was just going to be a uh, you know a futuristic RPG, and they kind of linked it all in because someone said actually that looks a bit like fantasy star, and just mm-hmm. everything about it is just perfect. Mm-hmm. It's the most perfect game. Um, I, yes. I'm literally getting I'm literally getting an Xbox Series X just to play the new Fantasy Star Online two new stuff that's coming out. Mm-hmm. The was it Blue Horizon whatever it is uh, that's coming out um, in a few months time. So yeah, I'm, I'm literally getting it purely for that reason. Just oh, the the new Genesis. So yeah, new, that's the one, New Genesis. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, I, I I play a PSO2 online. I have it actually. I got access to it a couple of years ago. It was released actually on my birthday. Oh wow! Right. So I spent maybe two weeks every second I got just on it playing it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it it was it was a nice little treat for me to play that and not knowing what the story is, just going off power leveling. Beating the crap out yeah. of things with the giant sword, just the usual, you know. Well, you, you know, uh, you know when it was announced on like it was like an Xbox uh, Xbox Direct equivalent thing uh, a few years ago, and it was announced like, oh, you know, PS2 is finally coming to the West, and it was like, yeah, and then it was like US only, yeah, yeah, like it was, it was so horrendous. <laughs> it was like Sega Europe, Sega Europe just got pummeled that night on Twitter. It's like, yeah, you, yeah. you're like you let us down, and it. it's like, no, no, it's coming eventually. Yeah, so, yeah I know it's here now. After so. ten. F- Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah. a friend of mine he got um he got it he he downloaded it on his um PSP because it was on PSP and he actually tried logging into the Japanese servers and he got on once. But it was Whoa, just right. because we live in the UK and he tried to get on the Japanese server, he got on once and he got stuck on a loading screen and that was it. Mm. And that's the closest yeah. we ever got until I just got a random text message off him, dude, dude, it's a, here's a link. Get it now. What? Now, get it now. Yeah. It's, it's in America and Japan. No, it's in the UK. Get it now. All right, Jesus. All right, I'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It is. An, I mean, it, it, it took the Fantasy Star series, which are you know, pretty good JRPGs, um, considering that they were up against fun, uh, Final Fantasy, uh, Dragon Quest, and the big names, right? And and it took those games, and I, for me, elevated them, Absolutely. right? 
it's it's all it's all been it's right up to we've turned it up to 11 right because like you said Mills, uh, even like down to the soundtrack there's bits in the soundtrack that i will that i will discover for the first time even today uh because like it's all this wonderful chill out electronica and there's like when you're wandering around pioneer too, that place that you started there's like the little chirps and the stuff in the soundtrack that you'd never heard before that's like yeah. oh wow i've just heard a new instrument you know what i mean it's just so well put together and, and people don't realize you know like that there is no other game in that generation that's close to it you know in terms of actually you know what you're doing mm. uh, being online and kind of the the interactivity with other players so like anyone who's ever played cod or any of the other rubbish online like in that <laughs> in, in that genre sorry my, my opinion you know like, this is not i'm, I'm not representative of the host uh, but yeah any of that basically you've got fun start to thank for that because mm. you know the ability to kind of have you know however many players in a room running around that's totally comes from that you know like, they were the first mm-hmm. to do it and that's what everyone's built from so yeah massive mm, yeah, definitely thank you lucky stars okay, so- for pso yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So, uh, so what else are you taking with you then? Is it just PSO? Because I mean, you could. I feel like I could play that twenty four hours a day if I'm honest. You probably could. I mean, uh, I'm going to sneak in my my again. I'm I'm pretty RPG heavy here. I'm going to sneak in uh, Shiny Force Two on the Mega Drive. Oh, dude, what a game! Which yeah. which which is my favorite RPG of all time. Like I've played RPGs on PS4 and all the rest of it that are obviously twenty odd years plus on it with all the bells and whistles of a modern RPG. Don't matter. Like the story. Of Shining Force 2 and just the gameplay and everything about it, it's the best RPG I've ever, I've ever, I've ever, ever played, and I imagine I ever will play. Mm. And I can't even explain it. Like, if you've not played it, it's like, oh yeah, you know, like the crappy little thing on Mega Drive. Like, play it, play it. Mm-hmm. You'll see. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I've, I've completed that game a hundred times, and I'll, and I'll complete it a hundred times more. It's that good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I had at one point cause I got a Sega Nomad, so I was taking that to work with me and playing it on the train and stuff. And at one point, I had a save on the on the Sega Nomad. Had a save on my phone because they brought Shining Force Two to the phone. Uh, it's, it's a mobile, which is, obviously it's not great on the controls, mm-hmm. but it, it worked. Uh, and then I got a um, Sega Mega CD, so I started it on the actual that as well. Uh, but like, because I had three different copies, so yeah, I yeah, it's ridiculous how much I have played it. But <laughs> it's just the best game. It's the best game. It's the best game on Mega Drive, and it gets overlooked. Mm. So yeah, yeah, really good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So so. So okay, so which format are you taking it on? I know it's a Mega Drive game, but are you taking it on the Nomad? Are you taking Mega CD? Are you taking it on your phone? Do you know what I? I think Nomad. You know, like just just for ease of just you know getting around the planes a little bit. You know, just like yeah, just doing my you know my kind of morning routine with my Nomad. That'd yeah. be yeah, that'd be ideal. I think yeah. Okay. Like, and nobody likes to play a game on the phone. Like I think you know, like Capcom needs to learn this. Square needs to learn this. Guys, you know, like no one cares at all. Mm-hmm. No one cares. Just so put yeah. it to the switch. Everyone will be happy. Yeah, yeah exactly. It. Yeah, it's it's built it. for mobile gaming as a Switch, so why not? That's yeah, it. I'm going to have to have a look now to see if it has been ported to the Switch. Who can say? Is it on the... Um, uh, is it on the... It's on the Mega Drive. I was just about to ask that. Sorry. Yeah. That was it, yeah. Sorry, like, that was it, yeah. So, yeah, I had a copy on my Switch. That, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that was the other one, because I, yeah, I knew I had lows going at once. That was it, yeah. It was on the Switch. It was on the Mega Drive collection on the Switch, yeah. I didn't know that. There was no prompting. Yeah. I was just going to ask it, and then Maz went off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So you're going to take the Nomad versus the Switch version then? Because it's like the physical cartridge, right? Yeah. Again, there's just something charming about it. I know, you know, like that logically there is no difference. Mm. But in my mental brain, you know, like it's like the original hardware with the original, original, yeah, uh, yeah mm. everything. Yeah. It's just, it's perfect. Yeah. You can't beat it. So it's like even, you know, like if I, if I play a game on an emulator, even though I know it's running exactly the same, I'm just like, nah. Nah. 
It's not it's the same. Ridiculous. Yeah, the controller doesn't feel the same. You're not two feet away from the That's, screen on yeah. the floor. It's it's, it's kind of yeah. like if you played like um, an emulator or Sega um, collection, and you're playing Streets of Rage, and you think I've got an Xbox One pad here or a PS4 pad. Yeah. Where's the three yeah, buttons? Wrong. Where's the three buttons? Wrong. There is none. Yeah. Yeah. Or just just just. Trying to find it actually. I was gonna say, I, so I used to play the original game, so my Mega Drive, I only ever played with you know, with the big power stick, the huge power oh, stick. I've got one of them, so like, Ian, yeah, it's really good. But I, I had that from, from the first day I ever got my Mega Drive, so I never I never actually played with the original Mega Drive controller ever. Um, uh, so like, even that to me is weird, it's always always got to be the big power stick. Yeah, I'm I'm like that with the uh, the NES. We we had to get rid of it ages ago, but about six years ago, I decided just to collect all the stuff I used to have, and I got an Advantage stick, and it wasn't as big yeah. as I thought it was. But I always remember any game I played on the NES, I played with the Advantage stick. You stick a pad in front of me, I'm useless. You give me an Advantage stick, I'm off. Yeah, but that's everything like Power Blade, Castlevania, Contra, anything. It was on the Power Stick, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's just better. I, I, I've just thought of a horror story, actually, that might be fun, fun for, for, for your listeners to hear. Um, so I was given my, my Mega Drive by my cousin as a hand-me-down. So, like, it uh, must have been eight, nine, maybe nine, ten, maybe, maybe. Um, and he was just, like, he'd got to that age where he'd kind of, he'd, he'd moved on from games to girls. He was just, like, he was, like, late teens, didn't care at all. And he's like, all right, I've got all this, all this stuff here, you can have it. And he gave me um, a... Uh, 32x, right? Sweet. Uh, so yeah, so it, it was basically saying you know, like, whatever you want, take it. Anything you don't want, leave it here. I'm just gonna bin it. Don't worry about it. And I pulled out the 32x from the box. and was like, what does this do? Here? Nothing. It's rubbish. And I went, don't worry about it then, and binned it. Oh Ooh. no! <laughs> binned the 32x because he went, it's rubbish. It just doesn't do anything. Oh no, where is it? Bang! Literally, you know, just just like a mushroom cloud straight in the bin. Bang! Got home and I obviously grew up a little bit and was like, that's worth a lot of money. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I still feel dirty when I think about it. He was just like, yeah, whatever. Light-headed. No Should have warned me. I'm light-headed. Oh, so bad. <laughs> my my so toes bad. are tingling. I'm light-headed. Yeah. Oh. Like, I, <laughs> I only replaced that about a year ago. Like, you know, like, that's my first ever 32 like a year ago or something. So yeah, it's been it was a long time coming that. But I, yeah, I feel I feel, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I angered the gods of gaming that day. Probably, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. But so after that horror story, is there anything else you'd you you'd take with you to the Thunderblades, or is it just those two? Um, I mean, you take oh, three, so yeah. Last one, Streets of Rage Four. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man of class. Because that game is <laughs> that game is ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's like it that really game is. is far better than that game has has any right to be. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you know, like the the, the sequels, 15, 15 to twenty years later, like they they're never as good. They managed mm-hmm. to take all the best bits and add to it and make it look yep. incredible. And like you know, the guys at Dotemu and the the, uh, the other people that were involved, fair play because like that is the most perfect sequel to any game I've played in the last decade. It's just like yeah, and I think it's it's it's, it's also taught Sega something as well because Sega was never going to do a remake of that. They they weren't interested. Like they they had to be be like kind of be begged and pleaded with in order to release the IP for someone else to do something with. And hopefully that's a lesson now. Games like. Jets at Radio that people are crying out for and other games like Panzer Dragoon and all this stuff. Just, just give them out. You know, if you're not going to use it and you are definitively not going to use it, someone else can use it and be very, very good at it. Just publish it. You know, like, they'll do all the work. All you got to do is just bang it on a console. Mm. They'll do all the work for you. Yeah, you know, and you'll make lots of money. So yeah, it's brilliant. Can you imagine like a golden axe done in the same way? Not the same style, obviously, but you know, in, this, in that same way. Or even a comic zone? Because that I'd would be love a comic zone. I love it. Yeah. I've, I've got a theory. My right? brain just stopped. Say, the thought. <laughs> yep. 
I've got a theory that Sega should do a Golden Axe, like almost like a Skyrim. So you know, like the Golden Axe universe, but almost like a Skyrim type. You know, like just kind of just 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 throw out the old blueprint because it's never going to work anymore. Yeah. Uh, but just like you know, just 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 take the beloved characters and the the images and all the rest of it, and just bang it into a full on RPG. Sega's got something massive brewing. They've got they released something in their end of year results that said that there's like some some super game coming where like basically like they're putting sort of like ten times more resources into it than they have any other game, and this, they're brewing something huge, some RPG of some huge caliber. Like imagine, I I imagine, know, right? yeah. You never know. Yeah, it could be anything, but yeah. As long as it's not a, ends up being a pachinko machine, I'll be happy. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, that's, that's Konami. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, totally. So, so we're saying we're saying PSO one and two on the uh, on the Dreamcast. We're saying uh, Shining Force two on anything that it's running now on the on the on the Nomad. I'm Nomad, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're saying Streets of Rage four, but what, what's that on? What's that Switch, on? Switch for me. Ah, Again, yes. You know, you know, portability. You know, like yeah, I've got things yep. to do in the you know in the in the plane. You know, <laughs> I've got places to be. You know, I can't be I can't be just tethered to one one screen. It's just not how it works nowadays. <laughs> yeah. That's fair enough. That's yeah. fair enough. No, I like it. I like it. Oh, I just bashed my screen, but that's me. I like it. I like it. Okay, uh, so this this is one final thing that we like to do. We can keep talking afterwards. It's just these little segments. I like to blow through them real quick, and that is something we got off of since since sorry we got off of since Spaces on Twitter, who's an amazing book. He really is. Yeah, yeah, he's great, and I'm really glad that he survived because he had a you know a couple of years yeah. back he had a, a heart you know a heart problem. Yeah. So I'm really glad that he made it through that. So that's great. But he's he's awesome. He's is uh, since Spaces, but he wants to tweet it out. Get control of yourself. So I want to know, Maz, the best and the worst controller. So you've already hinted earlier on that with the Mega Drive, you used to play it with the big, uh, almost like the arcade stick. Yeah. Is it that or is it something else? What's the best and what's the worst in your opinion? There are no right or wrong answers. Yeah. So Uh, that's fine. I've got two. Um, I think one controversial for one reason, one controversial for the other. So my first one, and again, people, some people actually hate this controller, like for, for real, legitimately have like beef with it. And that's the original Duke Xbox controller, you know, right. like, like yeah, for the original Xbox the, the One, big, yeah, 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 the huge chunky meaty. I mean, I've got I've got quite a big hand, so for me, it's just right. Um, and I, I just liked the kind of the weight of it. You, know, like, you felt you felt like you were playing something real, real big, mm. and chunky, and it was kind of powerful. You know, like Xbox came, Xbox kind of coming on the scene and really kind of came with it. I love that controller. I think it's brilliant. I, I get why they why they had to mix it up, and I get why in Japan, especially that is that was never going to work, and it was a really bad idea over there because he hadn't, hadn't really thought about that uh, and again I think you know it's probably just because for me it was just perfect it was just fine um, I love it and I just thought it was yeah it was just brilliant it was kind of there, there was that bit where obviously it had uh, spaces at the back for things to go in that actually never went in so I was really I'd be interested to know you know, kind of what the plan was there they obviously had some plans that didn't come to fruition Rumble Pack um is that, well, is that all it was? I don't know. Possibly. Well, this is it, right? Yeah. So, so the original Xbox, right? When the Dreamcast, unfortunately, went the way it did, Microsoft went, "Hey, Sega, come and help us design our next console." Yeah. Which is why it has those things in the back of the controller, right? Even though it's not a memory card or anything, because it's a hard drive built into the console, right? Yeah. So, like you're saying, it doesn't make sense. What, what are you, what are you going to plug in? 
Yeah. Except for, you know, ways to crack your games. But what are you going to plug in? <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's quite interesting, actually, because um, Sega very, very, very nearly was... Debates about whether or not it was sold to Microsoft or whether or not you know there was going to be a partnership, a, de- a definitive partnership there. And basically, the, the, the only reason that it didn't happen, that like they agreed on everything, but Microsoft wouldn't agree to keep the Dreamcast games online. So, like you know, they, they, they wouldn't agree to keep the servers online for things like PSO. But other than that, I mean, we could be in a very different world mm. now if Microsoft had every Sega game exclusive in that entire ge- in a generation. Please don't. I'm, I'm drooling. Please don't. <laughs> Imagine that. Honestly, oh. yeah. It's, um, yeah. Although you can look at it the other way, and and then look at what Microsoft and Xbox did with pe- people like Rare, and how and how massively they managed to balls that up. And, you know, mm-hmm. Maybe it was a good thing. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but the other one, because I'm tight cast and, and a massive stereotype and, and almost a walking meme, is the Dreamcast controller, uh, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> the VMU is and was ridiculously good. Um, it just adds a lot. It really does add a lot. Like it, even things like again, Resident Evil Code Veronica. That's your health bar, and it's showing you your yeah. health all the time. And things like that. things like Madden, where like you know you can you can change plays uh, for the NFL games. Um, literally on your on your uh, VMU, so it's literally showing you things. And um, I used to love kind of you know getting a chat uh, in uh, Sonic Adventure, taking it and for a walk. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, just taking it to school, and then obviously the battery died in like four and a half minutes because that's that's just how it works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still that, that that was revolutionary. I get the whole thing with people have beef with where the wire is. You know, the wire should probably be at the top, but it's at the bottom, and I get why it's not. And some people are really finicky about it, but I really liked it. I've never had a, never had a problem with it. Mm. Everyone slugs off the triggers. Never had a problem. Mm. It's all right. So just a quick thing, you mentioned the Duke controller. Uh, about a year back, I got one that was, I can't remember the name of the company, but they released it. It's the Hyperkin, Hyperkin one. Yeah. I got the Hyperkin yeah. one for PC. Now, playing Fallout 4 with that, absolute delight. Yeah. Playing Battletoads with it, my hand cramped up in about three seconds. Really? <laughs> and so the, the the pad is as big as my head and when you touch the middle bit you get the xbox logo as a screen it doesn't make a sound but you get the the animation of it and oh, really? if you plug that into your xbox series x s not the newest one but if you plug it in and you tap the middle button that's what brings up your menu but then every time you tap it the screen goes off it's like Ugh. But yeah, don't play fighting games with that. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> RPGs, yeah. first-person shooters, not a problem. Battletoads, nah. Yeah. As a size comparison, right, take the Joy-Cons off of your Switch, and that's how big the Duke controller was. Yeah. Because yeah. we did that size comparison, right? That's how big it was. It's mad. It's a seven seven-inch round thing. And all the buttons are roughly in the middle. But it totally makes sense for the market that Microsoft were going after. It yeah. would fit in that person's hand. And that's Not the thing, you know, like, the, thing the, the idea was it's power, it's big, it's chunky. It's almost like, you know, I, I don't want to say manly and masculine, but you know, like, it was kind of going for that guru thing, you know, like, like we're coming in here, but, you know, bigger, better, more powerful than anyone else. And it was kind of, yeah, it just fit at the time, didn't it? Just throw it at the other consoles yeah. and they'll explode. That's the Duke controller. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So those are your votes for the best controller, right? Ooh. Do you have a vote for the worst controller? Oh god, yes. <laughs> oh, god, yes. And if this if this hasn't already been said a hundred times, then you know, like people haven't clearly haven't played it, and it's the Atari Jaguar controller. And I get it. <laughs> I get it. Mm. It looks like toilet, and I get that. Right? <laughs> it does. It looks horrendous, right? It doesn't actually feel that bad in your hand. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it really doesn't. But you look at it and go, right, you know, these guys were dying at the time, you know, like, these guys were 
on the absolute bones of their backside. You know, like, like when they were coming up with this stuff, and that and that's the best they came up with. Really, mm-hmm. you're like that's it. You're like everything matters at this point. You know, you are dying, Atari. You are literally last throw of the dice. Like, and to be honest, you, you can't really afford this throw, but you're going to try it, and that's mm-hmm. the best you best you get with. And also, even the thing like you know the uh, the kind of overlay going on the buttons, just awful. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And then uh, yeah, it's just it, yeah, it, it, it's. It's everything that I thought it was going to be when I bought an Atari Jaguar, which is mm-hmm. awful and doesn't really work very well. <laughs> but but like I, I do love the fact that you know e, e, even the buttons say CBA, you know, like, like even the buttons yeah, can't yeah. be asked. It's just like that's just how it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just mm-hmm. not great in any way. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, like other ones that I could mention, like things like the Commodore CD32, look like they should feel awful. Actually, not bad. Mm-hmm. Like weirdly okay in your hand. Whereas the Atari Jaguar, again, it just feels like it's, it's almost like the Duke, but just with no style at all, just nothing added to mm. it. Just like just a really rubbish shape, really boring looking, just really clunky. The buttons are a bit stiff, just yeah. And just, the, yeah. the repetitive strain you get, the strain on your hands is no joke. It's kind of like you, yeah. you show someone the controller, you put them in the hands and they think, am I playing a game or dialing the telephone here? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. Um, and the answer to that yes. is yes. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah oh, I've actually got one here. And, um, oh, go on. Yeah, Give us the, nostalgia. The, 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 I was going to say, I've got one here somewhere. It might be under the table. Uh, but yeah, um, I've got one here somewhere. Because yeah, oh, there we go. Yeah, Here's position. one he prepared yeah, earlier. I'm just redoing my game at the moment. I've got one here at the moment. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's just... it's just. Oh, the feels. Again. Oh, that, that's... It's, you know, like, even for my big hands, like, it's just awkward. Yeah. And it's like... You know, if you haven't got massive hands and you're trying to press pause or option, um, it's just yeah. it's just <laughs> nothing good came of it at all. You know, like that, that was what I mean. Yeah. I've, there may be a video coming up on that on, that, on my channel, which I'm not going to say too much about. But yeah, like uh, yeah, like <laughs> the Atari Jaguar deserves none of the love it gets because it it, it, it was made with no love you at see- all. So. Quick, quick question, just really quick. Yeah. That overlay you've got on there, it's either Wolfenstein 3D or Cybermorph, and I'm going to say Cybermorph. Was I right? It's Cybermorph. It's, it's yes. what I said. Sorry, oh, yeah, yes. Just to confirm, it is. Yes, Cybermorph. Cybermorph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Excellent, excellent. But did you learn to game? You see, I, <laughs> well, uh, whilst I agree that the design of the console and the design of the controller is pants, <laughs> um, I do think, honestly think that Alien versus Predator oh. on that is... Like the, if you are a fan of Alien, not of Aliens, but of Alien, and the sort of slowly stalk through a proper horror setup, um, Alien and Predator game, I feel like that's the best we've ever gotten, right? Because the rest have been kind of yep. hit and miss. And the the most interesting thing is, uh, to me at least, is that um, uh, uh, oh gosh, what they call Rebellion, um, were the people who made that game. Right, the people who own Judge Dredd in 2018 now were the people who made that game, and almost all of the other um, high-selling. We we won't talk about the Sega mm. um, Alien Colonial Marines, but all of the good Alien versus Predator games were made by Rebellion, yep. and I just think that's kind of an interesting little connection, right? Yeah, no, and you know what, Alien versus Predator is genuinely fantastic. Like I have no beef with that. Like, the Jaguar does have some really good games. Actually, another weird, weirdly good one is. Um, uh, can you see that Power Drive Rally? Oh, Power Drive, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know why that game's so addictive. It's brilliant. It's, it's <laughs> absolutely brilliant. You know, because you play you, you play some of the other racing games, racing games on the Jaguar, and you go like, "This has been made by a sarcastic teenager in Microsoft Paint as a laugh." You know, like, 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 like 
and someone's put it on put put it on a console, which is just cruel. Mm. But then you play that and you go, this, this actually had real potential. Um, yeah. It's just a shame, obviously. I mean, Atari was already done way before mm. they decided to throw that out into the world. It's not. Mm. It's, it's almost not their fault, but it was just the way, the way it went down. Yeah, I, I, I get I get both the love for, for probably what it could have been. And also the mm. kind of disdain for what it actually was, and it's it's a funny one. It's a funny console. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I totally agree with that. The controller is pants. It's that simple. Yeah. Um, and there's a certain amount of nostalgia that comes with it if you owned one back in the day. But if you didn't, and somebody keeps saying to you, "You should totally play this game. It's awesome," and then they hand you that controller, and you're like, "What is this? What are you doing to me? Is this yeah. a joke?" Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. And also, another thing as well, it just feels hollow. Like, I, I'm not sure that's, that's something Ed has ever mentioned, but it's just, it feels mm-hmm. really light and hollow, and like it doesn't, just doesn't feel like it's been well made. Like, I know that's, again, it's just, yeah, the R&D on it just feels like, I, I, I'm not sure if anyone can hear that on the... Yeah. But it's like, mm-hmm. it just creaks in your hand. It's, um, sort of, you feel like they could have made it a bit more ergonomic so it was easy to grip type thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, just a little bit more weight, you know, I feel like I, feel like I could break it if I dropped it, which is no, never good. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. sneeze while playing. You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly <laughs> that. Yeah. What's interesting to me is that, and, I'm, and this is definitely not news. This is olds, right? That um, in the early two thousands, that a dental X ray company took the shell design for the console and turned that into a range of dental X ray equipment. Cool. Yeah. I just that's when your games console can be can have a longer shelf life as an X ray machine. You've kind of done something wrong. <laughs> Definitely, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh well, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's even even almost came back to life again as the Coleco Chameleon, didn't it? If you if you remember that, yeah. that that yeah. yeah, you know that definitely real console. Um, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. But again, like you know, it's just like that patent just will not die, will it? You know, for just, just for that design, mm. people are still trying to make something out of it. But yeah, that was. Yeah, that's a funny one. Yeah, it's um, it's yeah, it it's is. one of those the Atari Jaguar. If if I ever meet anyone and I go, oh, did you ever play Alvest Predator? And they go, they always have a story. And they go, yeah, well, me and my friends and I just think, ah, person of character. Go on, tell me your story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apart from, well, I mean, Jay's got a story. If you want to hear it, this is a good one. You want you want to hear a horror story about well, it? Well, yeah, go on. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I would have been what six or seven totally inappropriate for me to be playing Ellen vs. Predator but you know Squidge and I was, were both given one as a sort of joint birthday present even though our birthdays are literally the opposite ends of the year to each other but that's cool and I'm sitting there we're around at my dad's house my dad lived in a block of flats TV's in the living room in the living room is also one of those sort of uh, I don't know what they're called but like the, the door opens up It's uh, that's a really bad description but like it's sliding a, door I don't want to say folding yeah, sliding yeah. door thank you Squidge I can am words, honest. I am English very goodly. Anyway, um, yeah, so there's one of those in the living room. I'm setting the scene, right? I'm playing the game. Do to do to do, walk around, shoot the thing. I've got infinite life on, so I'm not going to die. Then all of a sudden, voila! There is a face hugger on the screen. And I'm like, ah! Throw the controller and run to the other end of the flat. Now, of course, with the, with the uh, sliding door and it being on like the eighth floor or something, he hears, ah! <laughs> oh god oh god he, he thought yeah. Jay dived out the window yeah 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 that's a yeah oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I'm traumatised I don't think I don't think I was ever forgiven for that. <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> 
<laughs> oh well. Uh, what, what were you going to say, Mas? Just before Squidge. Oh, I was just going to say. Oh, um, story, yeah. But obviously, like, I I'm well aware of the content of what's coming up in our Atari Jaguar video. Obviously, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to confirm that, that that's one of the series. Um, and then I realised I've got like several ex Atari uh, developers who actually follow us and talk to us semi regularly who are all really proud of the Jaguar. It's like I'm going to have to just turn Twitter off for a couple of days after I put that video up because <laughs> because yeah, you well, know, like. No, let's let let's just say what it was, right? I mean, the hardware. Okay, let's just let's just talk. Let's dance around whether it was sixty four bit or not, right? And I'm I'm a developer myself, so I'm going to dance around that. Like for the for what it was for the hardware inside of it, those the the good games were stellar, yeah, right. Mm. But the trash games were absolute. But the rest were absolute trash. Right, and that was literally because Atari's dying. It's put all of its money into this console. It's got some. Re- it's got like a handful, maybe five, maybe seven, absolutely amazing games. But they want to launch with at least ten. So we got to create some shovelware, right? And so you get titles that are not maybe not as well remembered, maybe not as good, maybe not as well ported, just because it's like quick, get it out there. We need something because right? yeah. you can't sell a games console with no games, mm. right? Yeah. But then you get some yeah, right man. bangers like Ultra Vortec, um, Tempest, Tempest 2000, 2000 yeah. Kasumi Ninja, yeah. that Dino yeah. one, whatever the hell that was. Uh, Humans, it yeah. was called, but I think it was called Dino. Dino Dudes. I want to say it was called Dino Dudes or something else on other consoles, yeah. but essentially Lemmings, but with prehistoric humans. Yeah. Although I will say, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the interest of comedy on the video, like, let's just ignore the really good ones because that's not funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alien vs. Predator, okay, but the rest of them, yeah, let's forget about that. Yeah. It's yeah. awful because that's a comedy video. Okay. <laughs> let's put all the yeah. merits yeah. to one side. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's much less <laughs> funny. <laughs> uh, could you imagine if a console came out and didn't have any good games? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. All of a cough you've got. Really bad yeah. cough I've got there. Yeah. 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 So, Matt, let's let's talk about the the channel again, right? So, we talked about it at the beginning. I want to talk about it again. Um, what where can people? So, let's talk about where people can find out more about what you're doing, yeah, and like Twitter and stuff like that. If you're on Twitter, I mean, I know you are, but the listener may not. Of course, yeah. Um, uh, YouTube things like that. Where can people find the content yeah. you're putting out there? Yeah, so you know, it's it's the same on Twitter and YouTube. So, you know, twitter.com forward slash UK. Uh, same on on YouTube. Uh, forward slash Maz Gaming UK. You know there, there was a Maz Gaming who kind of got there before me. Who, as far as I know, that hasn't put a video up in like nine years, which is really annoying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just it is what it is, and it you know it's what yeah. So, but yeah, like I said, there is so much content coming. I mean, if you look at my channel now, it looks like it's dying because there's nothing since December. But that's been a that's been a, a definite decision to actually rather than put up things in the uh, in the middle ground that are nowhere near you know, kind of what we're aiming for. I'd rather wait and then start again fresh. And everyone knows that this is absolutely a fresh start. This is completely different. Yeah. This isn't just, you know, mm-hmm. like we're still putting up, oh, here's a good game from 96. I like this game. And then next week, it's like this huge, big production, you know, with like a massive new intro and everything's so different. It's just going to be a little bit confusing. So, yeah, we, we, you know, we've, we've had the break and we are close, but not quite there, close to being back. Um, and, yeah, you know, if, if you see it and you don't like it, fair enough. But in fact, I think a lot of people will actually see it and genuinely be really impressed because it is... Yeah, it's really hard to say that because it's really hard to kind of be self, 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 kind of, kind of, you know, kind of look at it and then actually do think it's really good. But I actually do think it's really good. So I could be wrong. Yeah. You know, I mean, listen, I could be delusional. We don't know. You know, you can watch it and go, "That was dreadful." But <laughs> I mean, I think it's good. W- w- 
we're not even here. You're just talking to your computer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, like I say, genuinely, you know, from from what's been filmed so far, if we can keep that standard up, which is very difficult uh, across uh, either six or eight in the first season, mm. uh, you know, then that's going to be the bedrock of our future future things. So, you know, we'll, the plan is to put. Uh, the season up from the first week and then every Monday it'll go up as Maz Mondays so every Monday you'll have a new one for the entirety of the season so again that's a exclusive Maz Mondays has not been released like no one knows about that but it's mm. called Maz, Maz Mondays so every Monday for several weeks will be uh, a new episode and then as that's going up and we're hopefully getting numbers we're actually going to be recording the next lot of Maz Mondays but there will be gaps in between because we can't do a season and then a season mm. it's just too expensive and too time consuming but yeah there will be yeah, it'd be good. And you need some time oh, to yeah. rest, right? It, yeah. No, apparently not. No. Um, I mean, like, you know, as you guys know, I was saying, I've just got a new job and then I've got my friend who's helping with the production going, like, hurry up with these scripts because I need scripts to work on. And I'm going, I get that, but I'm working 30 hour days at the moment. So I'll do my best. And then he's like, yeah, he's screaming out for more lines just to kind of do, <laughs> just like, you know, just, just do pre production on. And I'm mm. like, I'll get it, I'll get to it. So yeah, he's got, he's got three scripts definitively finished, tidied seven drafts in and absolutely fine to start filming uh, and then there's like three or four more that are semi-done at all the different levels of, of kind of where we need to be there was one I wrote all the way to the end read it back and went hate it don't like it at all it's just not good enough and then scrapped it and started again so mm. yeah we're being like if it's not good enough it's, it's not going to be in anymore because there was a time I'll be honest with you I tried to commit to one video a week for a while and that's just not possible like if you've actually got a life with a lot, with a lot going on so it would get to the point of like on a Friday I'd get in from work with this, this is when I was still commuting and I'd be absolutely destroyed mentally. It's been a really tough week and I'd go, I told everyone that I'm putting a video up so I've got to do one. And I'd just do a video that I thought was okay and I'd, I'd rewatch it two, two days later and go, that was so bad that I, I wish I hadn't put it up. Mm. So yeah, no matter anymore, kind of, you know, quantity doesn't really matter, quality all the time and then we'll get quality as, as, as often as we can to you. Uh, but you know, it may be uh, maybe once a month moving forward after the first season. You know, again, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, mm. it's, it's exciting to be doing it properly, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Will you soon be copywriting the word Mazflix? Is that what you say? Po- possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, and also, actually, one thing to mention is actually I'm going to be doing streaming uh, regularly on Twitch. Uh, so again, I'm I'm, literally, I'm I'm in the middle of building a gaming PC now, and funding this new series and everything else so again it's, t- it's taking its time to all come together because it's big mm. um, it's costing a lot of money so um, hopefully again end of August I think probably going to be doing regular regular streams once once that's done it'll be two or three times a week at least I'll be up streaming every every week and again that's just twitch twitch.com forward slash mazgamingUK all the same sweet so yeah Ace, okay. Cool. Um, and you mentioned DC, what uh, DCJ, the DC, uh, the Dreamcast. My Drink- boys, yeah, Dreamcast Junkyard, yeah. Let's have a quick chat about that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I love the Dreamcast Junkyard. So I was, it's actually a really weird one. So I was a massive fan just years ago. Like I, I uh, had a Dreamcast and then kind of went away from it for years, during a bit of a lull when I, I wasn't playing a lot. And then I moved back to my mum's house. Uh, I came back from Australia. Uh, I lived in Australia for a while. I came back when I was like twenty-four or something. I had nothing to do, but I was suddenly back in my old room at my mum's, just with the Dreamcast. I was like, ah, this is amazing, I forgot about this. <laughs> so I started listening to the uh, Dreamcast Junkyard podcast, like literally just from, from episode one, I, I used to cane it every single day walking to work, I'd listen to a full podcast of one hour, because it took me about an hour to get to work, it was perfect. So then I just went right back through, listened to it a hundred times over, and then I got chatting to Tom Charnock, who runs the Dreamcast Junkyard, and then we actually met at Play Expo Blackpool, I think it was. Um... And he was messaging me saying like, oh, you know, it genuinely wasn't him. And he was just like, I'm so busy. I just don't think I can do this anymore. He's like, I just think I've just got so, so, too much on me. You know, the team's not big enough. And I was just mm. like, 
absolutely. You know, listen, if you need me, get me involved. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, absolutely serious. Get me involved. Now, the thing is, I don't do written articles. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not that I can't. I've done them in the past. It's just, it's just not my passion. Podcasting is my passion, so I do get involved with the Dream Pod and all the rest of it. Um, and I've done been involved with some videos and other things. But yeah, certainly, it's a, it's a great team over there. Like, it's, the, the amount of stuff still coming out for the Dreamcast is faintly ridiculous for this mm. this age on. You know, there's new games being released all the time. Uh, the homebrew scene's never been stronger. There's like 30 odd games currently in development for the Dreamcast, which is stupid. I mean, there's, there's more for that than there is for the Wii U. Uh, mm. You know what I mean? It's like. It's, yeah, but I mean, there were like eight games for the Wii U, right? Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you know, bad example, but again, you know, you get my point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, the community's incredible and i mean i um i see how many how many people are trying to join the community on facebook every day and it's just growing non-stop the amount of people actually listen to the podcast is growing um just everything's growing it's just it's really really good and the team we've got now i think everyone's got strengths like some people are just definitively like to write articles and, that, and that's their passion some people like me just like to talk about games and just be on podcasts and um some people have you know there's a guy who specifically does youtube which is not not something i've done for them just because again it's time consuming compared to what i'm already doing so yeah i think between us we've just we've, we've covered every base now mm. and we've got a really good team andrew dickinson who you mentioned earlier he's brilliant he's brilliant lewis brilliant there's tom again brilliant i mean everyone everyone is involved fantastic so it's, it's a pleasure to deal with it yeah really good mm. It's uh, it's interesting because Andrew keeps popping up. He's been on. He's actually been on the podcast about six times. Yeah, of course he has. And he, he loves it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's, dra- he's. I was going to say he dragged us onto DCY. He, he cordially invited us, and that's when he laid out his master plan that if he's on another episode, he's going to change his surname to Taylor yeah. and take over yeah. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right. It definitely sounds like Andrew. You know, like, he's a little of a you know he's a little bit of a secret kind of you know like um, Doctor Evil. He's like yeah, he's very yeah, yeah, very yeah, under yeah, the radar. We, we just yeah, can't get yeah. rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I think I, I think you know he, he actually is planning you know some kind of bloodless coup where you know when it when it comes to the Dreamcast Garden and then just kick Tom out at some point. Just take it over. I think yeah. it's, it's, it's going to happen. I can totally see it's that. going to happen. Totally yeah, I was talking to him the other day because he's now the editor in chief for Lost in. Court. He is. And I said to him, you know, congratulations on that. But also, I've only just realized that because I'm a backer, you now know my full name and address. Are you going to come around and, you know, steal my house? Yeah. Mate, mate, <laughs> I just be like, careful, mate. He's maybe. a dangerous man. He's a dangerous man. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, right. I do love Andrew, but I wouldn't cross him. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's he's a wonderful guy yeah he's, yeah he's, he's a wonderful guy, guy. Lovely, i mean he may be pointing a gun to my head right yeah. now but he's a wonderful guy yeah <laughs> no, he's, 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 he's brilliant but honestly you know anyone who hasn't listened to it check out the dreamcast junkyard podcast it's honestly i actually i love the earlier ones that i'm not on as that as i think like, yeah because i'm kind of it's almost the the, the nostalgia of the dreamcast couple with the nostalgia of remembering falling in love with it at the time so i go back and listen to the early episodes with people like caleb who was crazy um, and that kind of thing, but then obviously you've also got us at the other end of the spectrum who are maybe a bit more into the kind of history of the Dreamcast and things like yeah. that. Who kind of you know again, if you you know if you love a certain part of it, someone someone will cover that entire gamut of the, the possible conversations around Dreamcast within 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 the team. It's really good. I I mean my my personal experience of being on it is I actually made myself sound like a psychopath, which I'm I'm quite <laughs> yeah, which I'm I'm quite yeah, I'm quite happy about because it was the um it was the 2008 episode, and um yeah I I tried not to but I couldn't help myself, so I I made myself sound like an absolute psychopath, and I haven't listened back to it because I didn't because I didn't edit it, so <laughs> I didn't listen back. <laughs> Well, actually, speaking of sounding like a psychopath, we had, we had a Halloween episode, and uh, they was asking us for ghost stories. And the one that I, the one that I told, 
I was getting messages for about three months and people tagged me going like, oh my God, like, is that real? Like, all, all the time. And I was like, is what real? Oh, yeah. Just like, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's nice. funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely check out Dreamcast Junkyard. Um, I, I've been a fan for a while as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's no, that's cool. That's cool. Okay. Um, so we've talked about how folks can get in touch with you, and we've talked about all the, the millions of projects you run. Um, I guess all that really remains to say, Matt, is thank you ever so much for spending some time with us awesome, this on this wonderful summer evening. You know, I mean, it's it's cooled down. Oh, well, it's cooled down where I am. I hope it's cooled down where you all are. Yeah. Yeah. Which- <laughs> excellent so uh, any final thoughts from anyone anything you want to any nuggets of information you want to pass on no obviously just just thanks for the invite it's been a pleasure really good no, it's, it's been a pleasure having you with us, Matt. I've yeah. uh, been a fan for a while. So I have to say, I love the, the videos that you did uh, where you're like cooking stuff. Maz makes, yeah. The, yeah, the cooking cooking stuff. I, I really liked the, the chili dogs and the, the cake one. Yeah. Brilliant. They're, they're, they're wonderful. So if you haven't seen those, that's a personal recommendation for me to go watch the chili dog one because you actually tracked down a recipe from one of the comic books, didn't you? The Sonic, the comic yeah, books. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like a 27, 27 year old recipe from a Sonic comic book. Yeah, about, about, about exactly how Sonic likes his chili dogs. And it actually, apparently, because I, I didn't taste it, but apparently it tasted very, very good. So, oh. yeah. Taste don't change. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, yeah. Definitely, def- definitely go check that out. So what I'll say is, uh, thanks for being on the show, Matt. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. And you've all gone and listened to the Waffling Taylor's Waffle On with uh, special guest Maz for uh, an unconfirmed amount of time. I don't know how, mo- how long, uh, mainly because... Yeah, I've not been clock watching. This is this is a great thing about this. I don't get to clock watch. It's brilliant. But thank you all very much. Uh, if you want to find out more about us, twitter.com slash waffleandtailers, facebook.com slash waffleandtailers, twitch.tv slash waffleandtailers. When we get back around to doing it, we're taking a little bit of a break from that now, uh, re- reanalyzing some stuff, reevaluating some stuff, maybe seeing if we can make that better in some way. Uh, but yes, definitely. Thank you ever so much, Maz. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. Intro music is Among the Stars by Muse Station Productions. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GH. Spoiler break music is Spectrum Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. Palette cleanser music is Breathe Deep, Breathe Clear by Siobhan Dagay. See the show notes for more details. The Waffling Tailors podcast is a proud member of the J&J Media Network. To find out more about J&J Media, head over to jayandjay.media.media or check the show notes for a link.